Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day 2024. Uh, we're going to get right to it. Just a quick reminder, there is no vid chat tomorrow afternoon. Our next vid chat is scheduled for a week from tomorrow. Please keep your fingers crossed that we don't have another cycle of weather moving in on the weekend. Now, last weekend, uh, it looked going into Friday as if we might get lucky for a change and not have the possibility of rain. But, of course, at the last minute, they changed the forecast. And so, as a consequence, I rescheduled. And I was scheduled to be on uh, Richard Hoagland's Other Side of Midnight on Saturday evening. And he was hit with a very bad storm, lost his power, his electricity, and so on and so forth. So keep your fingers crossed, folks, that we break out of this. Let's have bad weather every weekend that we have something scheduled. Anyway, I want to talk about the messages that Rush is sending. Uh, there's been two messages, each when you consider in and of themselves and separately, they're you know, standard boilerplate diplomatic message sending. When you consider them together, I think they spell out something different. And uh, that remains to be seen what that different thing is. I'm going to offer my own speculations. You probably have some of your own. I've got two articles in front of me. One article is titled, Russia Warns the West, We Will Be Very Tough If You Steal. And... This is a Reuters headline, and the word steal is in quotation marks, okay? And the other article uh, is a comment by the Russian uh, Deputy Secretary of the Security Council about the recent disappearance of American Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin without proper notification to the higher-ups. And the, uh, it's that second article that really has me wondering what's going on. Now, the first article is very short. I can read most of it to you. In fact, I'm going to read all of it to you, but I want you to listen very carefully Toward the end of this article, they say something, I think, that, again, is sending a clear message to the West whether or not the Western leadership actually pays attention and heeds the warning remains to be seen. All right, Moscow, quote, Russia has warned the West on Tuesday that Moscow would be very tough if the United States and European Union seized hundreds of billions of dollars worth of Russian assets. The European Union on Monday adopted a law to set aside windfall profits made on frozen Russian central bank assets, it said on Monday, in a first concrete step towards the bloc's aim of using the money to finance the reconstruction of the Ukraine. Quote, this is theft. It's the appropriation of something that doesn't belong to you, unquote. The Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zakharova told Sputnik Radio. Zakharova said that the response from Moscow would be, quote, extremely tough, unquote, as Russia felt it was essentially dealing with thieves, quote, 
Considering that our country has qualified this as theft, the attitude will be towards thieves, unquote, Zakharova said, quote, not as political manipulators, not as overplayed technologists, but as thieves, unquote. Russia has said that if the property is seized, then it will seize U.S., European, and other assets in responses. And that's the article. So note that statement, thieves. I suspect that what Russia is warning there is that, okay, not only will we respond by seizing your assets, we will take personal action against the people involved. And whatever that might mean, I don't know. But uh, I think, again, it's a clear indicator that Russia has been, and I've been saying this for a number of years now, and I'm saying it again, because Russia sends messages and uh, tends to repeat those messages over time. And then if those messages are not heeded, then they take the threatened action. So Russia, I think, has been for a long time warning Western leaders themselves that they are no longer immune from responses directed directly against them. In other words, if the United States can rely on dropping drones on people, uh, the Russians might decide to start doing the same thing too for criminal activity. Um, or sending in Spetsnaz, Wetworks team, you name it. So I, I suspect that, again, we are being warned, and I suspect, of course, that the West is going to turn a deaf ear to these warnings. Don't be surprised if someday you wake up and find out that so-and-so European minister of XYZ died in a house explosion and authorities are suspicious of the explosion and so on and so forth. Don't be surprised. Because, as I've said before, as we approach the end game, this is going to start to look more and more like a mafia war. And uh, I suspect that this attempt to seize Russian assets might be the last straw. Now, with that in mind, let's turn to the second article. Uh, this article is uh, even, even more interesting. It's an it's an article that appears in Russian. I've linked it for you, but I do have a translation. And again, it's Dateline just yesterday. It's on interfax.ru. And again, I'm going to read most of this article for you. This is the first time I think we've seen a, a response from the Russian government that is not coming from Dmitry Medvedev on this issue. This is apparently some deputy of his that is now weighing in, and it's interesting to it's interesting to read exactly his words in how they're assessing what happened with Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin being in the hospital and people in the White House not knowing about it. Quote, The Russian Security Council expressed concern about the safety of U.S. nuclear weapons due to the hospitalization of Pentagon head Lloyd Austin. Quote, Surprisingly, in fact, the U.S. nuclear shield has cracked. 
Apparently, this prompted the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, Mike Rogers, to write to the Secretary of Defense, Austin, with a request to testify before legislators, unquote, he said in an interview with the newspaper Izvestia. The Deputy Secretary of the Security Council of the Russian Federation, Mikhail Popov. Quote, Indeed, at the end of December of last year, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin disappeared for almost two weeks and no one knew where he was. In early January, information was leaked to the press that Austin was undergoing treatment in a hospital and was not in charge of the Pentagon, unquote, Popoff reported. Now, I'm skipping one very short paragraph here to finish out this short article and its last two paragraphs. Quote, as far as we know, the United in the United States, the decision to use nuclear weapons is made by the president of the country in agreement with the Minister of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the Armed Forces. But the Minister of Defense is not there, and no one knows where he is. Who is replacing him? In the press, they write that part of his responsibilities was assigned to Deputy Minister Kathleen Hicks, but she was on vacation in Puerto Rico at that moment, unquote, Popoff said. And now finishing, quote, in general, the difficult, in, pardon me, in general, in the difficult and nervous internal political situation in the United States that has developed recently, the cost of a managerial mistake consciously or involuntarily made by the country's leaders has increased significantly. And then a global catastrophe is not far away, unquote, said the Deputy Secretary of the Russian Security Council. Now, let me give you what I think may be going on here. You may recall that at the collapse of the Soviet Union, there was concern in this country and in Europe and indeed in the former republics of the Soviet Union of what was going to happen to all of those nuclear weapons, particularly those nuclear weapons that were not on the soil of the Russian Soviet Federated Socialist Republic. In other words, what was going to happen to all those nuclear weapons in the Ukraine? Now, we know what happened. The Ukraine was talked into giving them up, which they did, thank goodness. But we know that those nuclear weapons were a concern to the Western powers. In the unstable and fluid political situation of the crack-up of the Soviet Union, it was a legitimate concern. And what Russia is saying to us is that they are as concerned now as the West was then that the internal political situation in the United States is so bad that it is not clear to them who has control of the American nuclear football. Now, let's add to this. Let's add to that perspective the other things that I think are weighing on the Russians' minds. You recall that after the last presidential selection, Mrs. Pelosi, the Speakerette of the House, had concerns about the American nuclear football and that we should turn it over to a committee. And of course, publicly, she was stating that her concern was that Donald Trump might try and launch a nuclear war. 
And of course, I really think that what she was saying there is we're more concerned about Joe Biden and his his mental condition. But she would never say that in public, so she's got to put it on on Mr. Trump. But I think this is the concern that everybody has. Would you trust the nuclear football to President Biden? Answer, no. Well, in that situation, then, who does have control of the American nuclear arsenal, especially if you've staged a, a uh, more or less a coup d'etat through a fraudulent election? Who are the people in control? There's no clear chain of command. And that's, that's the problem, I think, that the Russians are trying to tell us here. And in that situation, with no clear managerial control, the likelihood of a misstep or a, an accident or even a miscalculation, not only on America's part, but everybody else's part who has access to nuclear weapons, ratchets up considerably. And when you couple that statement, which was made the day after the statement about Russia seizing uh, Russian assets being seized by the West and that the Russians would respond in kind and moreover treat the Western leadership as thieves, this is ratcheting up the, uh, the rhetoric considerably. So, folks, take all of this for what it's worth. But I think Russia's trying to send messages once again, warning us that they have so far resisted the temptation to take the gloves off and escalate things. But they've been warning that horizontal escalation is on the table for them and that they have all sorts of ways of responding that are very unpleasant and no one is taking them seriously. Well, no one took Mr. Putin seriously for several years when he was warning, do not incorporate the Ukraine into NATO and into the EU. We didn't listen. We staged the Maidan coup in 2014 and uh, basically left him no choice but to defend the Donbass and reincorporate the Crimea into the Russian Federation. And here we are. So what I'm urging is that the Western leadership... Uh, reconsider the course that they're on and reconsider it quickly because things could get very ugly. Um, Russia has much vaster intelligence resources than private security services that busybody billionaires and their lackeys in, in Western governments have access to. So I think, yet again, we're dealing with messages that are indicating that we can take the gloves off. Please don't make us uh, come to your senses fast, and uh, no one appears to be listening. Uh, there's no one home upstairs, so to speak, as is self-evident from the most recent videos that we've watched of that particular individual. Anyway, that's it for our news and views this week. Don't forget we have no vid chat this Friday. Our next vid chat is scheduled for a week from Friday and then a week from this Saturday. Uh, I will be on a short appearance on uh, Richard Hoagland's show. So anyway, that's it for this week, folks. Bye-bye, everybody. God bless, and we'll see you on the flip side.